Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life, and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Hey, hey, I am so glad you are here listening to this show today because I have something for you. I was listening to a sermon in the car. I listen to sermons, audiobooks, all kind of stuff. That's just my thing in the car. And the preacher said, joy is your job. That resonated with me deeply when I heard it. It resonated so deep that I had to turn the sermon off for a moment and reflect on it. Possibly because I had just come back from a wonderful vacation, a much needed vacation. I unplugged from everything, work, my business, my podcast, everything. I just let everything go for a little bit of time. That is a luxury. I know it. And it doesn't come often. And I was just in a complete state of peace. When I returned, I began contemplating, how do I hold on to that type of peace in my everyday life, in the hustle and bustle, trying to keep things straight, trying to manage family, manage work, manage the side gig, all the gigs, just everything. Because when I was at the beach, it seemed like nothing could disturb my peace. And if it did, it was only for a minute, a second. Because the environment just cultivated peace. I mean, there was water everywhere, sand, sunsets, just complete relaxation. I was in a mindset of nothing could kill my vibe. So within this context and these things of peace and letting nothing kill your vibe and the third thing being Joy is your job. I want to talk about how do you keep the beach in your everyday life, aka emotional self regulation. And what is self regulation? So, when you look it up academically and in psychological terms, it is the ability to control one's behavior emotions and thoughts in the pursuit of long-term goals so it's how you manage yourself when things get rough and tough or when people come at you wrong in your estimation and how you react to that so do you think before you act and when you think before you act do you act appropriately it also is say things don't go how you had planned. Say you interviewed for a job, I've been there, done that, and it didn't result the way you wanted it to. Do you wallow in disappointment and you stay down? Or do you rebound and act in a way that's consistent with your values? All of these things line up with the overall concept of emotional intelligence. Self-regulation is one of the key components of emotional intelligence. And so someone who's high in emotional intelligence and is able to self-regulate, they, A, act following their values. 
So they, they know what their values are. They're calm when they get upset. They maintain open communication. They are persistent when things are difficult. They can see the good in others. And when you see the good in others, you assume positive intent. And they take control of situations when it's necessary. And they view challenges of opportunities. It sounds like somebody that just sees the sunny side of everything, right? Right? But not necessarily. Because they also are realistic. Being realistic doesn't mean that you have toxic positivity. But it does mean you can be more resilient. And you can bounce back from failure. So sometimes, maybe oftentimes, self-regulation seems out of reach because life just has you down. And that's kind of been a place where I was starting to get to, if I'm being completely transparent. It seemed like for the past few days, weeks, months, years, up until this point in time, I was getting lower and lower and deeper and deeper. And the pressure was just mounting on and on and on and on. And I was feeling myself being able to self-regulate less and less. And I consider myself somewhat high in emotional intelligence. I hope so because I teach the course. But that doesn't mean I'm an expert. And one of the things that can get you off balance, obviously, the situation and circumstance. I don't want to keep blaming the pandemic, but it does contribute. We also have social injustice. We have racism. We have poverty, inflation, all these things around us. One of the things that we often don't talk about, though, is experiences in our early childhood that persist into adulthood. This is not the blame game. It's not pointing fingers at our parents or teachers or employers or whomever it is that may have thwarted our ability to learn those skills or when we were learning them, they slapped us down. It is, however, a calling up to those of you who are listening to consider that there may have been a time in your life where your ability to self-regulate was stunted. And so that finger you're pointing at others for stealing your joy, taking your joy, making you miserable, it may in fact be that somewhere along the line, you were not given the opportunity to learn the skills necessary to operate in this world. And so the fact that joy is your job is something you're missing out on. It's a call up to reflection and accountability. A call to be open to look inward and ask questions about yourself. And I have three questions for you. Ask yourself, do I appropriately react to situations when X happens and I do Y? Is it appropriate for the event? Because in every situation, you can confront a reproach, you can avoid it, and you can attack. And all of those are very different. Your choice of behavior is not out of your control. You can choose how to behave. 
because you are more than your feelings. Feelings are not facts. Feelings are feelings. Don't disregard your feelings. Think about your feelings and then behave according to your values. The second question to reflect on is, am I aware of my emotions? And that just seems kind of vague, so I'll elaborate. When you are sad, do you ask yourself, am I really sad or am I angry? Am I angry or am I frustrated? And the reason I say that is it can be challenging to label emotions appropriately. The label matters. If you're mad, but you say you're sad, the way you behave in response to both of those things may be very different. Because if you are mad, you may need to cool off. If you're sad, you may need comfort. Labels help us face our issues. Labels also limit. And so we need to really reflect on how we label our feelings. The third thing is, how is my body responding? For example, if your heart races, it may be a sign that you're entering a state of rage or even a panic attack. If your stomach gets all tied in knots when things happen or your breath gets short, is that the first sign you have before you really experience the emotion? What are your triggers? I say all this to say, focusing on self-regulation and identifying what you're feeling is important for our overall well-being. Self-regulation gives us more peace in our life. Our feelings are not to be dismissed or invalidated. I did say feelings are not facts. And your feelings do matter. Feel your feelings. Think about your feelings. Then choose how to respond and behave according to your feelings. It is possible to have your personal beach or whatever it is that brings you peace, no matter where your geography is. Because joy is your job. No one can do it for you. And that's what I've been thinking. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Being Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.